0: Meet Big Ed. He has a tax funded taste for children. Big Ed knows that the best grooming starts early. He has a plan for your preschoolers, a plan to gender confuse your grade schoolers. But if you think his grooming stops there, you have not been paying attention. Big Ed wants to liberate your daughters from old fashioned ideas like, well, you already know. Big Ed has dorm rooms ready for you in prison buildings of learning and professors standing by dedicated to grooming young adults in doubt and unbelief. After all, he is the gatekeeper of this brave new world. And if you want a job, you'll need to pay him with years of your life for a permission slip. Yeah, whatever. You think David paid Goliath for a certificate in giant management before those two squared off? Did Luther major in theses? Was George Washington summa cum laude and empire repellents, while Jefferson focused on ag with a minor in declarations? When the world needs saving, meaningful vocations abound for those who are truly prepared. And the truth is, despite Marxist advances, this is still America and Big Ed is still a voluntary opt-in. So don't, not at any level, not preschool, not middle school, not college. It isn't complicated. When Big Ed offers you free candy, stay away. You'll thank us later. We know it's crazy, but run with us here. Men and women were created in the image of God. You don't need a government certificate of faux learning for personal validation or permission to work. You were born with divine permission to pursue knowledge and understanding, truth, goodness, and beauty. And at New St. Andrews College, we are committed to helping students do just that, to their fullest potential. In an age dominated by chaos, when learning is on a choke leash controlled by Big Ed and his many strange friends, ours is an education for outlaws, an education for men and women committed to building a beautiful and free society in the ruins of the Western world. When thinking is outlawed, only outlaws will think. Yes. Big Ed hates what we do, but his hatred brings us joy. New St. Andrew's College, liberal arts for outlaws, mind, body,
1: and soul. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.
2: Hey, y'all, welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Laps Feast Network. Pastor Toby, talk knocks on the water boy. And we got our buddy Tim Tysos, Liberty Coalition on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Church planner, um, uh, what do you, what do you call it? All time Christmas visitor here in the United States. That's right.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: <is>, all time. <laughs> yeah, what do you uh, all time quarterback? You know, I don't know. Never mind. Uh, okay. Huh. And and I'm um, uh and then uh, uh father of four. Right. Yes, yeah, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: baptized not
4: baptized. Three out of four are baptized. I know that I, we're I don't want to utter that at- curse on this set,
2: but <laughs> three, three out of four are baptized. You know, just, right. but we're,
4: we're baptized in the fourth, though, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay.
2: Soon. 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 Soon you soon. know, you tell <laughs> on yourself and when you yeah, see, yeah, see, no, see. it. Yeah. Of course we are. Of course we are, Knox. I just, <laughs> I have too. my own subjective stance. Never
4: mind. Oh, um, oh. I just want to congratulate you guys on your LGBTQ inclusion on the show by bringing a Baptist on. Yes, ah. So I appreciate that <laughs> <quite> a little bit. <laughs> no.
2: yes, glad, you, glad you caught that. That's great. Yes. And it's Beer and Psalms Wednesday. This is, is our first Beer and Psalms oh. Wednesday of 2023. Speaking I'm going to open mine up because... You got to wait for um, oh, Don't do it. Don't do well, it. I okay. got to gotta do it. Oh,
3: we go. You, guys, you guys are supposed to do it with the psalm. You can't right? just...
2: Really? We have yeah. to do it with the psalm? Well, I, I think it's kind of good. Well, I got to go it. coach after this. So... Is this our beer and song? Psalm one nineteen. You, don't, you yeah. don't
3: drink a beer without Psalm, 119. Psalm one nineteen. There beer, we go. Psalm Wednesday. It's hey, a
2: beautiful
5: l- song. Let's stop and take a moment to talk about the Fight Laugh Feast Club. The Fight Laugh Feast Club is the Fight Laugh Feast Army. Club. When you when you join, no, it's an army. Not only when you when you join, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed mm. in our club portal, mm. such as past shows, all our conference talks. And exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else often when we have guests on the show we actually go backstage at the end of the show and talk with them for another 15 minutes um that's where all the juicy stuff is said lastly you also get discounts for our conferences um so if you got 10 bucks a month kick it over our way you can sign up today become a fight laugh feast club member at fight laugh feast Dot com. Take that, James White! And, 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 <laughs> ah! He's been dogging us on Twitter. Well, he's like, no, you got he's, any, did you hire anybody to read, read ads? He's coming for Pastor Toby's job. I, you know, yeah. I, somebody I, I, at this table uh, whose name rhymes with rocks mm. was uh, was encouraging that kind of behavior.
2: Wrench? Is it
5: Gay? wrench? Rocks.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. You aren't a very good Ooh, rhymer good. Yeah. <laughs> for being a black guy. You aren't a very good rhymer. <laughs> 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 for- <laughs> i I, (laughs) I just totally stereotyped you didn't i (laughs) um
3: so you know yesterday we talked about um 2022 and did a whole year review of 2022 and i don't mind doing that that's great i think we should do it take some time to look at the past see what we can do better about the future but i didn't want to jump into uh 2023 and just jump right into the news stories Mm -hmm. i want to take a little time and kind of think about 2023 a little bit and kind of what uh we need to be doing and I saw all the stuff that happened with McCarthy that came out. It's like, oh, we don't have a Speaker of the House. He lost, was it, three times? Three or four times. They four voted. times now. Four, four times I now. Yeah. yeah. And and so still not speaking the house. And then there's AOC is talking to people. And then there's all this background uh, politics going on. What are they talking yeah. about? And it's like let's yeah. gossip about it. Yeah. Did, you see
5: the, did you see the bad lip reading version? <laughs> I've of, so, heard about okay. it. I oh, was, yeah. of, of yeah.
2: Gates and AOC it's talking. So good. It was <laughs> yeah. funny. And
5: then you got on the other side. I of wish
2: it. that was the real conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you got um, it's kind of some things happening in the NFL. You know, you got a guy that's collapsing on the field. Um, and in not people, because
2: of any vaccine thing, and, and nobody wants not to talk because. about the
3: elephant in the room. We can talk about the sport, but you want to talk about elephant in the room, and then you have Dana White, billionaire industry mm. that he, he owns, slapped his wife is in. Mm. I think it was Vegas with his. wife. No, he, they were
2: in camp, they was, were in Cabo. Oh, thank you, thank Cabo. you,
3: Cabo. And and
2: like him and his wife got a little too too much drink in their system, and she slapped him, and then he slapped, he slapped her, her
4: down. <laughs> no.
2: and he asked for forgiveness, and she. To what she said, at least, was he's never done this before, never. and we drank too much.
4: So I, there's
3: there's no shortage yeah. of content to engage with. Yeah, but I, looking through last year and some of the conversations that we were having. Um, I felt like all too often last year was very reflexive and in mm-hmm. our line, in our industry, it's not hard to be that
2: way because yeah. mm-hmm. you go look constantly for, responding mm-hmm. to news articles. They, yep. Somebody right.
3: is setting the tone and you're responding to news articles. And I'm yep. like, I don't want to live 2023 yep. in that way. Mm-hmm. Now it's part of the beast that we have, yeah. but yeah. I want to think through it a little different. And so I started thinking through what is the things that we can do with 2023 that sets out the agenda for our 100-year, 100 150-year plan, yeah. um, and that's very gospel-centered, gospel-focused. And I, I narrowed it down to about three different things, and they all start with R. Or should, mm. I, should I say, I made them start with R. Maybe
2: it's Is not this, charismatic. What do we call this, ill illiteration uh, technique? Is sure. You can call it
5: preaching technique. Good job. So, and, yes, it's,
2: it's what all great mega church pastors do. <laughs>
5: who knows what god has for me in the future you know what I'm saying? Um, i think
2: i was at tom askell's church um when he did an alliteration sermon yeah. um when we were there in florida well they yeah. work it's, um, like the, it's like the three w's i think worship or something like that. Yeah. But, but
3: i was thinking so a part of it too is that i'm i'm looking at the state of the world that we're in and i'm looking at my bookshelf and <laughs> i'm looking at it like man these people have been here before mm-hmm. there's people who have wisdom about things that i don't know anything about i gotta figure out how to get all this stuff in here mm. somehow and i was talking to jason farley and he said something to me outside of the Trans Baptist stuff that i thought was really interesting um and he said he there's said other stuff well you know <laughs> if you guys would talk to him maybe we'll find out <laughs> everybody want to talk to us nobody want to mm. talk to jason mm-hmm. i can't think of one was, anyway um <laughs> But one of the things that he said was that there was no one in living history mm-hmm. that knows, in living memory that knows how a society should work, or run, who has seen it, mm-hmm. right? Who's seen it operate and run? And I was thinking like that's really true. We we no one in living memory has seen a civilization civilization run properly, and mm-hmm. and we don't. So we well, don't, when we, was a
2: civilization run properly?
3: I think that we've I think we've had some times where it was running a lot better than it currently is now, and there were things in place that would had stopgaps. I think you 16, can point. 20. No, I think you can point, you
2: know, yeah, when they were burning <laughs> witches, yeah, that was in Massachusetts. Incredible. <laughs> when people were getting incredible, <laughs> we made Massachusetts great again. Hey,
3: when, when people actually did get flogged for blasphemy, I don't yeah. see, it. I'm just saying there was some, there were some better times. Not everything was perfect, <laughs> but we act like all of a sudden a full on egalitarianism is better than right. those times. And I'm just rejecting that. And 60 that.
2: million babies better. Yeah. Than, I'm yeah, just, right. I'm
3: just rejected that reality. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Now I'm not saying that, that God isn't doing something in history, but there is some things that we've let go that we need to recover. And mm. one of the things that I, I think is important for this in 2023 is just full on outright massive dose of repentance. Okay. I mean, up and down everything. That's the first R. That's the first R. So repentance, re, um, recovery, and then remembrance.
5: Okay.
3: Um, those are the three things that I want to think through and with you guys. You know, for me, as I'm looking through society, I, I say, man, if we want to know how healthy um, yesteryear's home was, we can see by what's fallen out in society. We can see the health of the homes that we had in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s by what we see right now in society, how how well they were operating. And the way that it is, they weren't operating very well. But if you want to cast blame on that, well, then you need to ask the question, what is is the (laughs) houses that we have now, what are they going to look like what is society going to look like from the houses that we're currently
5: running? What kind of seeds are we planting right now? Right. And and, we're going to harvest or we're going to get.
3: And I'm, when you start looking at that and you're looking at the homes, we have more divorce now than we've ever had in society before. Mm -hmm. Right. Even amongst Christians and pagans. Mm -hmm. And you look at that and you're like, wait a second, but the masculine, the fact that we are even talking about women in pulpits in the Southern Baptist, we don't know what a woman is and what she's for. It's telling you what's going to happen in society. Right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we just need to go through from the top to bottom on repentance and say, you know what, God, we haven't honored you very well. Uh, we we don't even our Christian companies have a hard time remembering the Sabbath. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> our yeah. Christian lords over these over their, their their workers, they don't set aside that time. And say, hey, are you going to church? Mm-hmm. B- business owners don't think about the soul of their employees. We're just talking about basic 101 stuff as a Christian man. Are you living Christian all the way through your life? We need to repent of that. We we have a problem with the, the we don't acknowledge the fact that we shouldn't be making images of God. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all about that. We have no problem with it. It's a violation what, of the second what commandment. What are you thinking about there? I'm, I think, you know, yeah, that's exactly oh. what I'm thinking about.
5: Oh, yeah,
3: okay. That's a, that's a number one Christian show, Chosen, yeah. with blasphemy all through it. Yeah. All through it. Everywhere, right. yeah. No, forget the rest of the message. Yeah. you're you're blaspheming in what you're doing. The pictures, everything—it's blaspheming—is everywhere. In our own. And there's
4: there's spirit of the age going on in there too. The the one scene that jumped out at me when we were watching, only for critical commentary's sake, uh, mm-hmm. was that John the Baptist when he goes to Jesus and says, "I'm gonna go take I'm gonna go take Herod out. I'm gonna go you know confront him." And Jesus takes this. Um, Nuanced approach, and he kind of rebukes John the Baptist and says, "You know, I know that's going to be big for your fans, but you know, is that really the smart thing to do?" And I, right then, I knew <laughs> it's, a, it's what dead. What the heck? It's dead.
2: <laughs> it's
4: dead. <laughs> it's dead. There, there's little subtle moments
2: where that you is can blasphemy see, right it's, there. It's, right. Right. unbelievable. But yeah. that's so the age. You yeah. can't yeah. help
3: but have that kind of blasphemy when you start right. off with blasphemy, <laughs> right? <That's>,
2: Jesus is <laughs> like rebuking them for, "Hey, don't, don't please your Twitter followers." You know, and
3: I'm not trying to harp on. It's I think there's something interesting about the fact that people hey, want to. Um, see a show that's
5: about the gospel.
3: That's best about the gospel. Sure, sure. sure. Um, but then you have no idea of what that is when you start when you miss out on some of the principles of that right. of yeah. who we're talking about yeah. and the kind of honor and respect that's due that he's required of you. Right. um You know the the fact that covetousness is common, the way that we are taking our selfies and pictures and pro- pushing it all over the internet, the pride that's there. We have we have just deny the reality of who God is mm-hmm. and his law. And we need to just take a, a healthy dose. I love this. Every Sunday when we start, whoever's doing the um, liturgy is talking about what we need to repent of. I'm, Pastor, you always used to get me. And it'd be the way you talk about our sin was like, "Ooh," and I thought I was doing so good. Mm-hmm. And, but we need to come to terms with that and say, wait, we're the ones who are building the culture here in our houses that is going to be lived out in in the rest of the culture. Right. And until we repent of that, we're not going to get any further about changing the world, about changing politics. Until we uh, rightly put God uh, in the place that He deserves and honor Him that way, we're we're not
2: so we're not going to grow. It, it seems like you, to me you're describing like a personal repentance. You know, sins in your life all the way out to societal repentance. You
3: can't help, but you, you have to start with what, where you're responsible Absolutely. for Absolutely. and yeah. what you've done. Yeah. And I think that we need to connect those two. And I think, you know, we talked to James White and he's, he's a half a fit about this. But, you know, one of the things with the controversy was that I didn't know that a lot of Christians didn't believe that the church is a microcosm of the culture
2: or responsible for the sins of and our so culture. so that
3: what happens yep. in the church, what happens in Christianity and what happens in Christian homes, flushes itself out all the way in the culture. And yeah. if you, you know, <laughs> no wonder why we're in such a mess that we're in. We don't hold to that reality. Yeah. Of course, you're the salt of the earth, right? You lose your salt, don't have any flavor. So I think repentance is huge. And then um, the place I really want to spend my time kind of thinking through and talking about is recovery of loves. I, our I, number two. Yeah. Our number two. Um, You know, I I don't think I've I think I've taken for granted and I think we all have taken for granted just how important the home is. When you look at the fifth commandment and you start working through the realities of that, which are the hierarchical structures that are there, go to the Westminster Confession of Faith on the fifth commandment. And you start seeing that everything that happens in our society, and our culture, has a touching point directly back to the home, right back to the father, right back to the mother, right back to the obedience. It's where you get hierarchy. And the number one thing that has destroyed our culture right now is the breakdown of that hierarchy. The mm-hmm. fact that we have all become egalitarian. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that nobody has any distinctions. When we say things like master and servant or um, superior and inferior, it gets all of our nerves like, oh, how dare you? Well, that's just a breakdown of the fact that we don't know what those things. Those are good things. Those are beautiful things to have a master, to have to be a servant, to to be in the submission to someone else. Right. Those are beautiful things. And so when those things break down, they break down not just in the home, but all the way in society. When, you know, it was um, part of this. I was watching a film back in the day as Ninja Turtles. Michelangelo was fighting. What? Wait, what movie? Uh, Ninja Turtles. The old one. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Uh, I think it was the first one. Live I mean, action. He live getting, live action? He yeah. to get. He's starting yeah. to get yeah. back not into blasphemy No, 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 <laughs> no. I didn't say Michelangelo I, was a god. No, okay? I, was, I was
5: actually starting to get excited. Yeah, Go yeah, okay. <laughs>
3: But one of the things that Michelangelo did, he's fighting these guys, and he hits a guy with his nunchuck, knocks him in the head, and then he turns around, and he's like, man, I love being a turtle! And, it, you know, as I was thinking about rightly ordered loves, Michelangelo is in a fight. It's not fun. But he loves who he is in the battle that he's fighting. And when he does what he's supposed to do, built the way he is, he loves it. And there's a passion for it and a joy that comes with it. And then he runs off and does some more of it again. And I was thinking, I want to create in my home the type of hierarchical structure where my son loves being under me. He says, Dad, I mm-hmm. love being your son. Mm-hmm. My wife says, I love being your wife. Mm-hmm. My daughter says, I love that you're my father. Mm-hmm. How do I produce those kind of joys inside of the structure where there's a joyful husband who sees a chaotic mess, takes responsibility for it and says, this is my mess
2: mm-hmm.
3: and fills his, it fills his heart and his mind with the joy of fixing it. I'm going to fix this today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fix that today. Instead of the posture of, Oh, I got to fix this. Right. I got to fix this. Like God gave me this. In some sense, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for all of it. I'd probably cost some of it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Maybe more than you Maybe think. Maybe more than
3: I think. Repent of it. Yeah. And then take joy in the fixing of it so that I'm creating the realities of oh, this is what a man acts like. The reason the Dana White thing bothers me is because when you have in an egalitarian culture, what Dana White situation looks like is well, she hit him first. Mm hmm. like, wait a second, you're a man. You're designed to take a certain type of fight and to love Mm -hmm. that fight. If your wife is out of order, you don't then start to act like a woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't then lose. You're a man. You keep your temper. You use anger as a tool to make things right, not as a reaction
4: because something happened. Your egalitarian comment is so relevant here because a lot of us who uh, affirm a complementarian or hierarchical or patriarchal uh, doctrine. We've internalized a lot of egalitarianism. egalitarianism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we functionally mm-hmm. default to egalitarianism. Um, as a young family man, you you see those temptations. You see how those ideologies have colored the way you want to respond to a problem. And then you go in circles for a week and you go, oh, it's because I'm not being a man. And you, you I'm not doing it.
5: You can see where that you've internalized it whenever you, ba- almost anywhere you say that's not fair. Hmm. <laughs> If yeah. you're tempted to say, "Woo, you
3: better say that, yeah. Pastor." That,
5: that's not fair. Yeah. Like, like, why can't she do this? Why mm-hmm. do I have to do this? Mm-hmm. Or why? Why don't they understand? Because I already told them what to do. Yeah. Um, I've told them how many times have I told them this is not fair. And yep. and so your your point about the the bad attitude, yeah, the fussing, the the you know the fuming, what what it's basically fundamentally a resentment of the way mm-hmm. God has made mm-hmm. the world and the way God is telling the story. That's right. So God made the world in a certain way. And he's telling the story in a certain way, even in this fallen world. And you're either receiving it joyfully, gladly, knowing it's from the hand of your father. And so so we love, so back to your point about ordered loves. I hear you're preaching about this right now. Rightly ordered loves. Well, I did on Sunday. I did did this last Sunday. Uh, um, But um, we love because God loved us first. Mm -hmm. That's that's the only kind of Christian love there is, is a responsive love. Mm -hmm. Which means, though, but this whole world was created by God's love. Yeah, this whole world was created naturally, good in its in His love by His love. If God is love, yeah, this is all outflowing it's of all God's an out, love, outflow yep, and a surplus right. of His love. Right. We sinned, we fell, we brought death and 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 curse into this world. Nevertheless, God has continued to love mm-hmm. in giving this world existence and making covenants with His people and sending His Word and sending the prophets and sending um, uh, His Son. Yeah, in order to remake this world, but it's, it's all His love. And then basically, so that means this world despite sin despite the fallenness of it is an expression of god's love and he has made it um in us in this complete um infinite um diversity and hierarchy yeah, like the, not, and, it's it's not it's not this bland you know box of marbles
4: yeah and it, then in hierarchy god yeah. in god in his grace and god in his redemptive plan still gives marriage to us as a gift mm-hmm. he still yeah. allows yeah. even pagans to enter that marriage covenant <laughs> right. and to reflect that, that grace that grace yeah. Yeah. And, and to say, this is how society is built. You right. start with you two, you make some kids, you, you baptize right. them when they profess faith, <laughs> and, sorry, um, <laughs> you, you, go on, you
5: you catechize
4: your kids, you, this is how you do it. Yeah. And yeah. the pagans, I and I, I'll tell you, from people I know who never had an interest in faith, marriage is, has an amazing way of having a husband and wife sit yeah. down and go, should we figure something out to right. believe?
5: Right. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. calls
4: out something in you, so God's grace is, is manifest in these structures right. that we often recoil at. And, and we we say, well, we want marriage, but we want um, this kind of, well, mutual submission. We always go to that verse. Um, but we deny the actual patriarchal hierarchy mm-hmm. and we want God to bless it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think stop apologizing for the loving things God has done. Right. And that's a place where church ministers and members need to begin repentance too, is not just point out the sins of the culture and say, look how you guys have trainees and same-sex mirages Mm -hmm. look at us and say we've not given thanks for this good thing there's nothing
2: better than your father coming and telling you hey this is where you're best yeah we (laughs) we, right we want you here you know when i when i encourage my son when we encourage our kids this is what's good for you this Mm -hmm. is where you're going to best fit in our Mm -hmm. family and in this world and at school and and that that's um uh clarifying and builds confidence in you. And so as we receive that from God, right. how much more when we receive that from God? Hey, you're a man. You're built this way. Right. This is what you're for. That That's a, right. a confidence builder, and you know how to be faithful to your Father in heaven. Yeah. So th- th- think about it like just the the
5: fundamental resentment and animosity to God and his world when you say, you can be anything you can be. <laughs> you know, <laughs> d- dream, yeah. you know, wish upon a star. Yeah. Like, yep. of course, is there a sense in which God made a big world, and yeah, you can dream big and be yeah. ambitious? Sure. Yep. But there's also, I think, a fundamentally and a kind of an atheist twisted perversion. Ju- yeah, of, that, yeah. of that. Uh-huh. Uh, perversion of that. It says I can do anything I want. Mm-hmm. N- n- it doesn't matter what God has made. It doesn't That's matter right. how God has made the world. I, yeah. you know, I can do whatever I want. I can be God. Yeah, it's the. Evaporation of reality. Yeah, right. That's what it is. And <laughs> ultimately, then that means that's the evaporation of God's love.
3: That's right. Mm-hmm. And,
5: and, and apart from yeah. God's love, you can't love. Yeah. Th- right. There can mm-hmm. be no harmony or unity mm-hmm. in a society apart from God's love. You reject God's love. You're making it up. You can say love is love all day long. So yeah. You're blue in the face. And what you get,
2: you're cheapening is, love. You're yeah. destroying you, love. You
5: get destruction. You yeah. get animosity and you, enmity. You, that's good.
3: You, you have to fall in love with the sacred order. And the best way to fall in love with the sacred order is to be who it is God made you. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's and yeah. whenever we're not mm-hmm. falling in love with yeah. because we're rejecting that yeah. reality
5: love being a turtle
3: love <laughs> i love being a
5: turtle. <laughs> and, a mutant turtle <laughs> <laughs> a teenage
3: yeah but i turtle. think though, but those are still those are very off- of offensive engagements those are things those things work those things are built into the nature of reality i can't go and change congress overnight i can't do anything that would i can't pass a bill that would change congress yeah. we we saw roe v wade fall and we saw the fight intensify It's going the right way, but nothing like that happens overnight. The real thing to be engaging with are the things that we have direct access to on a daily basis. Amen. Do your kids love Jesus? Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. love family worship. Mm -hmm. Are you singing with your kids and and talking to them about the beauty of what God has not just done in his word, but you have seen God work in your home since you've gotten married? Do you talk about those things? Do you tell your kids those story of God's provision for you over and over again so that they learn to love the God of their
5: parents? I think think it's good. and i think too like don't be afraid this is like really practically don't don't be afraid um to tell your kids the way the world really is I, sometimes i think part yes. of egalitarianism comes out sometimes even just in like parents like kind of get you know worried or or freak out because your kid you know kids are unfiltered yeah. kids just yeah. say whatever comes yeah. to their mind and like don't like don't take them too seriously uh-huh. um you know like or you, uh-huh. know, or, or you have a kid who uh-huh. says like you know i don't know like i i i remember one time one of my sons um, had a Christological crisis. I think he was about three. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, we've I, never I, had those. I, I, told yeah. him, I told him that, you know, Jesus is God. And, and, and he said, no. He said, Jesus is God's best friend. Right. And I said, no, Jesus is God. And for a minute, he was like, no, he's his friend. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you're wrong. He's God. And if he's not God, then we're not saved. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and, it, and, he, and he's been believing in Jesus ever since. <laughs> um, but, but you know, but there's you know things like you know, uh, or a little kid who says, you know, I don't like church. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you say no. You do. You love it. Yeah. <laughs> no You do. <laughs> you yeah. love it. Right. Watch my lips. Yeah. No. No. You follow say, me. Say, yeah. say I love it. I. I. I love it. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, have some. Have a piece of candy. Okay. <laughs> We're going to church, and it's our favorite thing because yeah. Jesus died for us right. and right. rose from the dead. Right. But you, you know. This is really practically like you you say. Well, how can I make them? Well, tell them that that's what we love. I mean, Mm -hmm. embody it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, don't you know? Don't be uh, Dana. What's his name? Smacking people around, but you know, but love. I mean, he slapped her. But but and rejoice in it. (laughs) But then also tell them this is what we love. We love Jesus. That's right. Right. We we we're going to heaven together. Well,
2: kids want that confidence coming from their their dad, particularly their dad and their mom. You know, you think of. I mean, um, you know, every. You know, Sunday night while I'm doing a little work getting ready for the week. I usually the football game's on in the background. And my inevitably, my son or my daughter, Vita, come in and like, hey, which team are we rooting for? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Which team yeah. are we rooting for? It's right. yeah. just by default. Yeah, hey, what are you rooting for? Right. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah.
4: Knox off the top. Just if I don't go ahead get in don't there. I, yeah. I, off the top, you said, you know, we have this reflexive posture as cultural commentators and pastors and that. And that really resonates with me because we are Even as we think we're being countercultural, we're still just reacting. That's right. And we're still just sitting on a tower looking down. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that hit me when we were doing sort of a year in review on our Liberty Coalition show Mm. was... That's on the Fight Life Feast Network, by the way. That's right. Uh, What are we doing to change next year? Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, one of the things I think parents don't even feel like they have permission to do is shape their children. (laughs) Like the egalitarianism is, is so... It's so deeply rooted that I think a lot of parents are just afraid to yeah. shape their kids right. after their own traditions uh-huh. and beliefs and mm-hmm. heritage and faith. Meanwhile, that's literally a commandment in Scripture. Right. Yeah. And, and yet we don't necessarily feel like we have, because we have this neutrality thing where it's like, well, I, my kid has to choose and yeah. I know, right. you know. But um, <laughs> Keep preaching.
5: Keep, go keep going. Finish the
4: sentence. That's, <laughs> that's what I want to encourage parents <laughs> with in just beating a dead horse go
2: ahead that's that's that's, it sounds like two horses I just killed a couple weeks ago Uh, (laughs) I
4: I, I want parents in our churches to be confident to say these are my kids God gave them to me in my stewardship under the care of my home and under God's covenant that this is what we do together right and this is not parents dragging along, right. kicking and screaming kids. It's bringing it up together. And I think that's well, it, how we go on the offensive in the most practical way. That's and, really it, and, it,
5: and that's really trusting God's love.
2: Yeah. Yes. So it's like
5: God gave you to me. And mm-hmm. that means yep. that God intends to save you, but mm-hmm. God also intends for you to love the things that I love. Mm-hmm. But yeah. my, my football team's your football team. Yeah. We're, we're going to cheer mm-hmm. for this football team. Um, right. You know, I, I mean, just even practical things like I. I I get, I chose, for, I have four kids, my oldest son, I put him in piano lessons. The two middle girls, I gave him violins, and my youngest son plays cello. Uh-huh. I mm. gave that to them. Mm. Yeah. You better preach yeah. that, Pastor. They, they didn't tell me, I, Daddy, can I do this? Yeah. I gave it to them. Yeah. Now, mm. they've all embraced it and loved yeah. it and done it themselves. But, and not like, you know, I just play the radio. You know, I don't <laughs> play anything mm. else. But, we, but <laughs> yeah. we don't win
3: this battle if we don't love those type of structures. If you don't mm-hmm. have hierarchy, you don't have responsibility. Right. You understand that? This is why I, I, I want to use words more this year. Superior, inferior, equal. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to use that terminology more, so, more specifically more specifically thoughtfully because I want to get people right now egalitarianism egalitarianism says superior bad. Right. Mm-hmm. No one gets right authority to operate that way. No. That's a lie. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Everybody if egalitarianism has its way no one has faces right. or everyone has the exact same face. Right. Mm-hmm. That is which not is, beautiful
5: which, which is just socialism and that's, communism. That's and exactly Marxism. right. And so yeah.
3: and we have but we have to fall in love with that reality. I'm in charge. Man, you're in charge. You're superior. And And you have it. Paul lays this out. Husbands, love your wives, right? Don't forget, there's Christ. (laughs) You're underneath him. Wives, submit to your husbands. Children, obey your parents. Slaves, obey your masters. Masters, Mm -hmm. remember, you have someone over you. And so when you operate like that, though, then a master is nothing different or a superior is is not much different than a person who thinks about the good for his inferior like a father Mm -hmm. to a son and we rightly place those things, and we fall in love with that. And then an inferior who's working for that guy is like, man, I'm gonna do the things that makes him happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, When we get those relationships together, we don't worry about communism, it doesn't have a way in, the flip because si- the orders are set properly.
5: That's exactly right, and the, the flip side of this all is that as finite human beings, we can't love everything all the time, yeah. infinitely. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gods. Yeah. This that, is right. another part of the humanistic hubris that says, mm-hmm. I can love everything infinitely. Yeah. It's, it's I love all people. It's nonsense. It's absolute yeah. nonsense. We only have so much energy and time, mm-hmm. and a given day, and a given lifetime, yeah. you have to, you have to pick and choose your loves. And, mm. you, and so what God is wanting us from us is to love him with all that that's we right. are. Mm-hmm. And then we're to order from there the most important people, that's neighbors. Right. Yep. Um, that's why I did first commandment and fifth yeah, commandment, yeah, right? I'm right. thinking those Or two. the first and the, the second greatest commandments, yeah. right? Well, that's that, the same thing I'm doing. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> and yeah. The corollary your neighbor? of,
4: the corollary yeah, of yeah. loving God is hating evil.
5: Right. But,
4: you yeah. know, love what is good, hate what is evil. They are flip sides of the same coin. Yeah. And that's something we've... Failed to do properly as well. We've right. failed to properly hate right. what is abominable to God.
3: I think right. you can see just from the conversation we spent so much time on, too. I think we need to spend a year really setting our loves rightly. Mm. And, I mean, and really enjoy. I, I can't wait for my boys to like, dang, yeah. I'm in dirt, I'm doing boy stuff and I love it. Right. But girls are, and I wanna bring those realities of who they are right. and cultivate that in my children yeah. so that then my son thinks about, I'm here to die f- for women. Mm. And I'm here to be controlled. Yeah. I'm here to control Beginning my emotions.
5: With his mom That's, and his
3: sister. Come on now.
5: Right. So yeah. so he's going to even order it mm-hmm. there. Right. But bec- by doing that well, he's going to also learn then to honor all women and not imitate stupid Dana. Yeah, The
3: politicians that we have in the future, <laughs> if the Shannon household has
5: anything to say about it, will be a lot different than the ones that That's we have in right. the past. That's right. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview and fellowship with other families. They provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and they train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information to get connected, please visit their website at classicalconversations.com. Again, that's classicalconversations.com.
3: Okay, so before we move to the last, your, your psalm. For the day, I just yeah. want to say this really quick. The yeah. last R, do it. We need to remember that God saves wicked people mm-hmm. and remember the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so much last year, I remember myself being tweaked by some of the things that I saw in the depravity of the of the yeah. of the world, and I remember that I didn't have a very godly attitude about it. Mm. When God saw sin, He sent His Son.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And I need to remember that that God saves me, so He can save them. And I don't remember that. Oh man, I got the antidote. So guess what? This happens to be a lot of wickedness, but. Jesus hey, is eternal yeah. I got a lot of Jesus right, 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 <laughs> so y'all right. in trouble y'all better run and I want to have that kind of posture towards the world because I want to remember that they are human yeah. beings right. that the gospel can reach and can connect to and they think that they're doing something to influence how we're going to feel about it it's like come here bro you're
5: just making a bigger target
3: I'm the contagious mm-hmm. one not you Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? the yeah. gospel is the contagious one and if you come rub up against me you're going to get saved so you better run right. you know right, right, <laughs> right. I, I want to have that kind of yeah. cheerful yeah. attitude yeah. towards them it's like, which
5: is kind of like what the um, you know some of the the pastor story hour in libraries? of yeah. it's kind of doing in a yeah. small way, just saying, yeah. all right, hey, we're we're coming to y- we're coming for you. Yeah, um, and, and and we're not we're not afraid.
3: Yeah, I want to build that out a lot more, and I think that's important yeah. posture for us to have because that gives us hope. Yeah, when we don't remember the gospel, we we become very hopeless, right? Because right? yeah. you forget that. Wait a second, God saves
5: wicked people. Right. Well, it's, <laughs> he it's, transforms it's, them. It's really, um, you know, it's you know, speak about remembering. I mean, remember what God saved you from. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. do you do you do you recognize right. that? Because mm-hmm. I mean, remember that. Mm-hmm. Remember the grace of God in your own life, where That's you right. came from, what He dug you out of, and if He dug you out of that pit, He can mm-hmm. dig them out of that pit. As well, one the, of the first
3: beginning parts of the law we were talking about this early is remember I'm the God mm-hmm. who
5: brought you yeah, out Egypt. of the land of yeah, that's Egypt right.
3: and, and, and yourself. Anyway, yeah. So those are those are kind
5: of you know, think of think of song You know, Paul he 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 says you know he says that you know God and I'm I'm you know chief of sinners. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. And God saved me as, as 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 a witness as a testimony for all that who would come. Like if he can save me, he can save anybody. That's mm. right. That's right. Oh, it's the Psalm of the day. Beer yeah. Psalms. Hey, cheers, 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 cheers guys, cheers Cheers, guys, Across the table. This is Psalm 119, we call it Psalm 119 X, so beautiful, Uh, it's the very last section of Psalm 119, Um, let my cry come near before thee, O Lord, give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee, deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. This is also a... This is a what's called a fuging tune so there's these different parts are coming in and out kind of weaving together it's one of my
2: favorite fuging tunes that we sing it's beautiful Let you hear it for a second yeah
5: so this is the very end of psalm 119 which is the longest psalm you know when you're flipping through the psalms you're like wait Mm -hmm. it's still there it's still there it's an acrostic psalm with every section beginning with the next letter of the hebrew alphabet Aleph, bet gimel darn <laughs> sort of. <laughs> this last section begins with Tav. The word is Tikron. Let my cry draw near. The whole psalm is dedicated to the word and law of God. That's what the theme of Psalm 119 is. The acrostic. Sort of that? All it's an Old olive, Testament thing, though, right?
2: No, yeah, law of God, Old Testament. No, no, oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. Don't is get the stoned end up in law. this piece. We go Old Testament real quick. <laughs>
5: the acrostic is meant to illustrate both the fullness and completeness of the Word of God and the law of God, and our complete dependence mm. on the Word of God. So God's Word is sufficient for all of life, from A to Z, or all mm. to top. Mm. That's, that's the point of the Psalm. Yeah. And the other point is we need God's Word for everything from A to Z, from Olive to Mm Tov, This dual theme runs through the entire Psalm and it's here in this last section, no less. This final section is both a cry and a plea for God's presence, specifically understanding and help through God's word. And it's also a vow to speak God's word, to choose God's word, to delight in God's word above all else. We might summarize the whole thing kind of like the words of the Centurion to Jesus. I believe, help my unbelief. I love your law. Please help me love your law. Yes. Help me keep your precepts. I've chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation. Your word is my salvation. I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Mm. Come find me. I will not forget your commandments. So on the one hand, this describes most Christians relatively well. The struggle is real, Mm. as they say. The struggle for joy, the struggle to obey, the struggle to resist temptation, the struggle to believe. Faithful Christians wrestle with God. We love God. And yet the old man, the flesh, is always lurking. So we must be like Jacob and refuse to let go until he blesses us. We must turn again and again to God's Word because we're so quick to forget. This is why singing the Psalms is so important. How can a young man keep his way pure? This is from the beginning of Psalm 119. By hiding God's Word in his heart. Mm. How do you keep God's Word ruminating in your heart? By letting God's Word dwell in you richly. And how do you do that? Well, Paul says... By singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And in the first instance, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are actually the headings of all the psalms. Now, on the other hand, uh, the encouraging word is that you only have this struggle in people who are actually alive. So we have this struggle, but you actually only have that struggle right. in people who are actually alive. Yep. Dead men don't struggle. <laughs> Dead men don't wrestle dead men don't move if you're armenian they do no 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 (laughs) you only have a battle you only have a fight a struggle where there's actually life facts so the fact that you love god you love his word you love his people you love his law and you want his wisdom and joy is only because you have been brought from death to life Mm. and where christ has implanted the seed of life where a dead man has been given a new heart that life will never die that life will win he who began a good work in you will complete it. And so the same thing actually goes for families and cities and nations. While the light and life of Christ may sometimes wane for a time, God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. God sent Jesus into the world as the seed of Abraham, in whom he promised to bless all the families of the earth. That's right. This means that the word of God has already been planted in this world in such a way that it can never be undone. The Mm. crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus means that this world belongs to Christ, and he must reign until every enemy is put beneath his feet, from A to Z, from Aleph (laughs) to Tav. He rules every square inch, and he will reign until every square inch bows the knee in you, in me, in our families, in our nations, until the earth is full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Mm. Come on. Come cheers on, to the king. Cheers oh, to the church. king. Yeah. Well done. Well done.
1: Cheers, cheers, I like starting off the year like that.
5: Mm.
3: So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have some kids. And if you have kids, do like Tim's doing. Go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Polity. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events,
2: and talking about cryptocurrency. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work, and if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart
1: Pricing Table.